sorry. I didn't see you there. I'm just joking, I did. <laughs> Welcome to a fresh episode of the Definitely Not Popcorn Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got Deadpool, and that's it. We're going to go in depth with Deadpool. It's going to be good. If you haven't already checked it out, we've also got an X-Files special this week with Sam and I as we dissect the last couple of episodes of the X-Files. And also, you can check us out on artgallerypunknight.com. We've got some really cool new uh, feature articles on there about Jay Diller and his awesome masterpiece of an album, Donuts. All right, down to brass tacks. Let's do this. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Definitely Not Popcorn Podcast, Australia's favorite movie podcast. On this week's episode, we've got Deadpool. Finally, Deadpool. Deadpool's back. I do some sort of meta joke that we're recording a podcast, but I don't fucking know. I I don't worry about it. Anyway, so we're finally doing Deadpool. I don't know how many how many times we've actually spoken about this over the course of, I don't know, since it was greenlit. I don't know when it was greenlit, ages ago. But it's finally out. And we're gonna basically dissect it. We're, we're gonna we've put Tom on a leash a little bit, and his um, as Hugh put it, his nugget monologue. Um, he's going to explain Deadpool for us, and then Hugh's gonna talk about Deadpool and what he thought about it. And then Tom's we're just gonna unleash Tom for like twenty five minutes. So if you're cool with that, then good. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So Tom, what is Deadpool all about? It can be the film, it can be the character as well, just to kind of get like a baseline explanation about what it's all about. All right, so basically, I'll start with the character. Yeah. Deadpool, the character, he is a mercenary who is retired slash like special special forces kind of stuff. He's working for the little guy now. Gets cancer. He doesn't want to die to cancer, so he goes into this program to, that is supposed to cure him. However, it unlocks his mutant gene, which is a healing factor, yeah. and it makes him batshit ugly, batshit crazy. He's basically just insane now, and he wants revenge on the person that made him that way, which is Francis, a.k.a. Ajax. So the movie is sort of a revenge story in a way, and and Deadpool, the character, is basically like this awesome, flippy, shooty, swordy fight, fighting dude <laughs> who breaks the fourth wall a lot because you know, he's, he knows he's a character in a movie he, or a comic book. He's very aware of himself. Um, but that, that's basically it. Um, I don't know if he, does he go insane because of the, the surgery or? He's slightly psychotic, I'd say, before the surgery. I was going to say, because the movie kind of did make him a little bit of a nutbag. And then the surgery kind of, the, the surgery kind of teetered him over the edge a little bit more. I imagine it probably would have. I mean, the surgeries and, and all the torture and all that kind of stuff probably would, like, send you bonkers. So, I don't know. But, all right, Tom, go back on the leash. I need to get Hugh. So, Hugh, uh, let's start with you. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I loved it. Yeah? I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a pretty hard person to make laugh in a lot of films. I can tend to be... I, I do like some comedies, but I also tend to look at some comedies and look around. I'm like, why is everyone laughing? Like, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a bit strange. But, no, I was pissing myself sitting in my traditional back right corner of the <laughs> Reading Cinema's Sunbury, my <laughs> reserve seat. No, not quite, but that's usually where I sit. Because, the I don't know, up, when, so. when, when we do podcast films... We tend to run on a deadline, so I just lone wolf it. And everyone's like, why do you go to the movies by yourself? That's weird. I'm like, because I want to watch the movie. I don't want to, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> to socialise. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> 
no, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it, it's really it's hilarious. Like they, I thought they did it really well. They did it justice from as far as I know how Deadpool works in the comics. Mm. I assume so. I, I well, that's from what Tom's told me at least. He it does do it a lot of justice. Um, and you'll probably clarify that as it goes on. But I... I thought... Yeah, sorry, sorry go on. on. No, you're right. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, if I was... I did think, like, I think you actually disagree... You think the start was slow, Nick, which yeah. you'll get onto in your... But I yeah. actually really enjoyed the first act. I thought the second act sort of didn't really go anywhere for a bit. I thought it, like, dragged on for an hour and 46 film and actually felt a lot longer in the in the middle act. Like, mm. I felt like it dragged a bit. I thought the the third act was good, but I just thought it dragged a bit in the middle. Like, obviously, the villain's extremely one-dimensional, but I think that's reasonable in what is an essentially an origin story for a character that doesn't really have any arch-nemesis sort of character, does he, Tom? Like, Yeah, I don't know if he does. Yeah, he's, like, anti-hero slash villain. Like, he started out as a villain, like, full-on super-villain. And I know yeah. he's become an anti-hero kind of character. Yeah, so like he, there's no real obvious person to have going against him. But like Ed, Ed Skrine actually, I thought acted it fairly well, even though it's a fairly bland character. Yeah, but, I agree. I agree with that actually. Like he Ajax, you get nothing out of it, but he does ham it up pretty well as as the villain. So you know, give him credit for that at least. And yes, yeah, so, no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought I've I've actually no, I'm not going to scale it down. It's still a four and a half stars out of five for me. Oh. I know we'll do that at the end, but I'm just going to just get it in now because whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that that's my <laughs> opinion. Stop, stop, I yeah. I re- thought it was a really strong film. Yeah. Okay. My my aside from that, yeah, I haven't really got any other criticism. Aside from the middle act was a bit, pardon me, was a bit slow, but I thought. Like I was saying before the podcast, we've got to stop talking about films before we do podcasts because we sell good stuff then. I know. <laughs> I thought it's so good that Marvel and Disney didn't do this because they would have wrecked it. It would have been so boring. I, and- yeah, I think that this needed to be a, like an R-rated movie because that the character lends obviously lends himself to that format pretty much exclusively. It's not. It's not sunshine and daisies and, you know, defending the earth and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a little less of that and more, um, you know, he's obviously a mercenary, so he kind of does what he wants to do. Like, it's not anything that fu- kind of fits in the format that Disney are on board with. Opposed, I mean, like, Tom, you mentioned before we started recording the show that, it, it, like, like, Marvel if did, it would be, like, yeah. Daredevil kind of-esque, I suppose. Or even Jessica Jones, like, that's mm. pretty dark. And but, violent, too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just it's just if they're like willing to go gory slash swearing because like you you see how the they were with the sex scenes and Jessica Jones they were like mm. you can't really show anything but yeah they they really you notice the gore dropped off after the highway scene though yes we got yeah. like nothing as in like there were there were a lot of cuts that they, I noticed they, where I was like that's nowhere near as violent as like when he jumps down after attacking um. Uh, Agent Smith, I can't remember what the dude's name is. I think his name's uh, the recruiter. The recruiter. That's the one, recruiter. Yeah. And he jumps down and he just slices the dudes up, but you don't see any of the violence. It's just kind of a quick cut, and then he chases after the dude. So, um, I found that kind of interesting. He but... does fucking roundhouse kick some dude's head into another guy. Yeah, in the in the final sequence. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, the final sequence. And uh, we, so I, I think we were all just sitting there waiting for um Hugh Jackman to pop up. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Like, honestly, I was ex- full on expecting him just to show up out of nowhere. I don't know when or like, or Deadpool just, I don't know, shows up at some place or at, um, at, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Xavier College or whatever. Um, the X Mansion. Yeah, the X Mansion. But yeah, I'm a bit, I'm kind of happy that they didn't, but I'll get, I'll get to that a bit later. All right, Tom, let's let you off the leash. What do you think? Oh, there's no words to describe how much I enjoy this film. <laughs> yeah. Like, even, like, I have someone that can attest to this. Even as the perfectly made credits started rolling at the start, I still sat there going, this is not real. Could not believe I was seeing this movie. It's been a dream come true. Okay, so, because you're the Deadpool expert, obviously it does well by the source material. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's definitely the character that I've read in the Cable and Deadpool comics. Yeah. To a T. Like, it's just... it's like what um, Robert Downey Jr. did with Iron Man. He just Ryan Reynolds has made this character his own, even though it's someone else's character. He's made it his own, and it's like still invokes that character that you've seen in the comics for years, and mm. it's just fucking perfect. I kind of got like I was thinking after the movie, I, I got a very much original Iron Man vibe from it, where oh, you'd yeah. see Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, and you'd be like, shit. He actually mm. is Tony Stark. Oh, you know? he, Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I could not imagine anyone else doing Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds. It's like Wolverine. I can't imagine anyone else doing Wolverine. But we're going to be coming up to that soon. It's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah, I forgot because the next Wolverine movie is the last one, isn't it? Yeah. But he's doing it at least anyway. <sighs> Don't say he's doing. He's going to be doing all of them. You wish. Oh, they're going to get the thing is, so He says he's, this is his last one, but I could easily see them being like, hey, do you like money? And he's like, yes. And he's like, well, you're going to be in the third Deadpool movie. <laughs> I oh, sure do. Don't, don't tease me. <laughs> no, but it, I could see that happening, though. Oh, yeah. Probably. If he like if he's running out of Dosh because, I don't know, he's spending it on whatever he spends it on. I, I don't know what... I, I yeah, can't true. think of anything. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, th- yeah. This, yeah. This is... Probably the funniest movie I probably have seen in a long time. It was like I had a smile on my face from the start. It was fantastic. Like this is I, legit. 100% I will admit the that the this is probably the funniest movie I've seen since Twenty Two Jump Street. I think. Oh, definitely, definitely. I would agree. I would agree. Um, like I saw, I saw it. I saw it like the first session I could get to on the Thursday morning, which was like eleven o'clock, mm. and then I saw it again that night, like. Seven o'clock. I was still laughing as hard as I was in that first, in that second session, and when I saw like from the first session, like it holds up really well. Like I'm still laughing at it every time I read comments on Reddit and whatnot. Like those jokes are perfect. It is brilliantly written. Like, oh, I just want the Blu-ray. I don't know if I agree with it being brilliantly written, but I oh, like to me it's brilliant. Yeah, well, I think. You know, like I have, like, a, I have some I have a, reservations here. Well, and there. Well, like, what the, are your reservations, though? Like the the way that the story structured, structured, like it starts in basically in what is the middle of the film, and then you go back and see the origins and etc. Mm. And the way that works, it kind of feels like two short stories, mm. and like it just doesn't. They don't really connect very well, so it kind of leaves it. If they feel very short, it leaves you wanting more. But I still enjoy it in a way. Mm. 
I, I'm very happy it was made, to be honest. I kind like, of... And it was fucking good. The fact that it was made is kind of astounding, to be completely honest. I know that, that it was in development hell for... 11 years. Yeah, for yeah, God knows how long. A long, long, long time. I know Ryan Reynolds has been trying to get it off the ground for, for like six years. or seven years. Yeah, something... Yeah, ridiculous. But um, I, I think that... Like, I don't know whether it's my own personal issues with the character itself or the, the the overall film, but I thought, like, I don't think the first 20 minutes are good. I don't agree with that because I, I think the I, way that the story's structured in terms of um, going forward and back, it, it bogs it down a little bit, yeah. but I do like the idea of what they're trying to do. So, um, yeah, think, um... in the context of the character, it functions well because he go he's in the fight looking for Francis uh, for Ajax or whatever and then he comes back and he has a flashback to um when he goes to the, as he's like uh delivering a pizza or gets a pizza or whatever. yeah like as his cancer and whatnot but yeah like the way I saw that like I think they started I think they've done it that way kind of as like an apology for X-Men Origins Wolverine like I think they've started out here's Deadpool right look we're sorry this is Deadpool yeah here we go and now here's a flashback to his origin. Like it just helps get out of that usual structure where you sit through the fucking origin story for an hour, and then you get forty minutes of the hero. It just here it's just hero from the start, like twenty minutes of backstory, more hero, twenty minutes of backstory. Here's the rest of the movie. I think that I I, I think that's a good thing to that's do. The way I mean, I there's see. like that obviously little subtle thing when he picks up the Wham record and it's got the um the original like the Deadpool figure and he was like this is my favorite thing and you're like ah get it and he's like this Wham record and you're like oh thank fucking god, um because that and I and I you know like I keep saying I don't like the character of Deadpool but what they did in X Men Origins was was I can't fathom how terrible that was a disservice to a character. I don't think there's any there's more of a disservice to a character than that. Oh god, X Men Origins was fucking awful. Jesus. Ugh. Um, I think the film suffers in the first twenty minutes, but then once it kind of settles in and you kind of get you get rid of the Deadpool flab in terms of the whole quippy, 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 quippy. Eh, like here's Deadpool going, oh, like teabagging, la la la, Call of Duty, you know, prestige and all that kind of shit. When it actually goes to him being Wade Wilson as Deadpool, and he has his image issues because he he gets deformed from his uh the, like the surgery that is designed to cure him or whatever and he has really bad image issues and he's he struggles to talk to Vanessa he still uh, Vanessa's who who his what ex girlfriend I thought they were oh girlfriend oh, sorry yeah, yeah. no because they were engaged weren't they mm. yeah they got engaged and then he comes back and he struggles to talk to her and I did find it really interesting um the whole when Vanessa gets taken by Ajax, it didn't really feel to me, this is what I liked about it. It didn't really feel to me that it was, um, our girlfriend's kidnapped Deadpool, Deadpool's angry. It was kind of close to more Wade wanting to talk to Vanessa as this new person. And that thing, like that kind of moment is interrupted by Ajax instead of it yeah. being like a whole oh my girlfriend's stolen I've got to go like go after her it's very it's a little bit it feels a bit more deeper than that yeah well he's like at that point he's already like on his mission against Ajax and Ajax knows Wade's after him so Ajax yeah. kind of um tries to get the ball in his court by taking Vanessa and yeah forcing Deadpool to come to him and 
that pretty much forces him to go to Vanessa and finally come come clean. Yeah, and I think that is is much better than it being. The setup is he becomes Deadpool in the first twenty minutes, and then uh, Vanessa's taken, and then it's you know seventy minutes of him just trying to find her, and. That was a bit refreshing, I think. And I also think the inclusion of Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, that is the stupidest name for a mutant I've ever heard, but... It's a real name. Inclu- I know, it is. I actually went... <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the wiki, I'm on the wiki, right? And I thought it was just like, uh, just uh, Deadpool being a dick, but it's actually the character's name. It's not like a... Like her name's not Warhead or something. It's Negasonic Teenage Warhead, but anyway. Um, the inclusion of those two was really refreshing as well. Colossus was great. I thought Colossus was great. Um, it's nice, a nice big mansion you've got there. It's almost <laughs> like the studio couldn't afford another X-Men or something. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, I'm just going to go wait outside. <laughs> um, the inclusion of those two was really good. Um, and the whole Colossus wanting him to join Ooh. the X-Men and then towards the end where Colossus goes, list your five moments, remember that? And then he's like, shut the fuck up and then just blows Ajax's head off. <laughs> That that's genuinely funny. That that was it was kind of expected, but you'd also go, that's not. It, 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 yeah, it's it's, it's not like oh, this is just you know Call of Duty humor. It's actually just it's actually funny because it involves the character. It's not just him going teabag lol like I fucked your mom lol lol. It's none of that. Like the, I feel like the movie limits that, and that's where it becomes far better. Um, and it does that after the first 20 minutes when he's introducing things. The opening credit sequence is great, but... Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. But, um, and I, you know, I like uh, um, uh, the old lady who's blind that he lives with. Um, the whole... The, the running Ikea joke. That's great. The running Ikea joke is great. I've left 150 kilos of cocaine next to the cure for blindness. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And then he walks away. <laughs> Um, and the, the cab driver as well was, uh, was, was funny when he's, you know, he gets yeah, in the car like, and they, and, some of, some of these jokes, uh, like this is like little setups at the start and then they just have this big payoff towards the end and yeah. they probably deliver some of the biggest laughs. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I, I totally agree that like their taxi driver, Do, uh, Dopindo, Dopindo, yeah, yeah. um, the payoff to that is, is excellent, especially, you know, he's talking about taking the dude and then. He crashes the car with the guy in the boot, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like that's that was funny. That was really good. Um, but I think if you, I think the first 20, 20 minutes needs to be rewritten. But the rest of the movie is is strong. It's good, and I didn't find myself laughing out loud like really loudly. But I was just like, "Hey!" Like the throwaway line where they were like, "Come back to the X Mansion," and he's like, "Which which Xavier am I going to see, McAvoy or Stewart?" <laughs> Stewart. I thought that was great. That was an excellent yeah. line. But it wasn't something that was where he was winking at the screen. It was it was a throwaway. Like it was just a genuine kind of reaction from the character rather than him being like, Oh, look at that fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Um which fourth wall breaking instead of another fourth wall. <laughs> no, it's, it's like sixteen walls. Sixteen walls. <laughs> um the it limits the the meta as well, I think, which is really mm-hmm. which is good because I think if it becomes overly um meta like kind of community did once they realized that being meta was cool. Um and like you kind of see, yeah. like there's one part where Deadpool's actually talking to the talk, the the audience or the breaking the fourth wall, and he's like talking about um, Colossus. You have Colossus react to that, and he's like, "I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them." Like he just shows that yeah. the fourth wall or the audience is the figment of his imagination and or like his insanity kind of thing. So yeah. he thinks he's talking to someone, but really he's just not. I think. The film, I think the film needs to continue that trend. Obviously, there's a second one coming out. 
Um, and we'll get back. We'll get to that very soon because I need to. I want to actually talk to you, Tom, about Cable because I'm interested about what the character is about. But um, the it, the the fact that the movie limits itself to meta humor is the strongest part because if it just kept going, wink, lol, we know about you know we know that the audience is watching and we're aware that the audience is watching. Um, I think it takes away from a lot of um, like the immersion and being involved in the movie. I, I get that being meta and, and acknowledging that is part of the character, but the fact that it's limited means that they're aware that if they overstuff it, then it's kind of just like, okay, yeah, we get the joke. He understands that we're watching. He's going to make, you know, these silly like meta things. There's no, there's no real need to continue that trend. So I, I like the idea that it's limited and he does like his quipping kind of is li- a bit limited as well. Um, in that, um, in the final sequence, which is really good. That final sequence with him fighting Ajax is great. Really, really good choreography. Um, but um, I'll go. Let's let's go to the post credits um, before we get stars. So at the end, he basically, I mean, obviously, does the whole thing where he talks about like, why is the audience here? But he also announces that they're doing uh, Cable for Deadpool two, which is obviously going to get a now uh, greenlit because the it's movie, already greenlit. Yeah, because the movie's making so much money, it's not funny. So um, the like what is Cable like who is Cable why is he so important is he like is he like a sidekick or is he a villain he's actually the son of Cyclops and Jean Grey from the future oh no sorry he was born in the present sent to the future wait he had yeah I was like wait where yeah it's reverse Terminator kind of yeah he's um he's a mutant he has a cyber like a cyborg arm Basically, he has te- telepathic, te- telekinetic move abilities like um, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. He can hack anything because he's like techno organic, yeah. And he has time travel abilities. And in the comics, Deadpool and Cable had a had a series together where they were bound by DNA. So their DNA got mixed, and that means like whenever one teleported, the other one got dragged with him. So like no matter where they were in the world, so oh, they're okay, right. So, um, so they'd have their all these adventures and whatnot, and they're both on the X Force team, which is also a movie coming out soon. And oh, it's basically right, like okay. um, Cable's like a straight guy, so it's like it's like a dynamic sort of like um, lethal weapon, I guess. So Cable's not a uh, fourth wall breaking meta kind of dude. No, no, okay. Deadpool's one like pretty much one of a kind. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So he'll be like Colossus in a way, if. Like sort of, ah, kind of okay, like he's yep. the straight guy. Yep, he's the straight guy in the go- and um, Deadpool's the one going left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's like lethal weapon in a way where you've got the the straight guy and the nutcase. Yeah, that, that'd right. be like the best example I can give. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go with this because he's such an interesting character. With like everyone will want to see him in the sequel, especially if they've read the Cable and Deadpool comics. So, do you think he's going to, to Cable's going to come in as a villain initially, or I mean, obviously, you know, two years until the next movie, but I th- what do you reckon? They, oh, I think they might be reluctantly teamed up. Okay. Reluctant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like they'll be reluctant. Kind of like Guardians. Yeah, they'll be yeah. reluctant pardons. Yeah, it's like he'll come from the future, and like he'll have something. Like, he'll have to be helping with something. I don't know. Like, depends where they go with X-Men, I guess. Depend Like, yeah. if, they use, if they use him, like, the X-Men movies to 
announce his arrival or something or yep. whatnot. It's just, yeah, because he's from the future. It's, no one knows what's going to happen, really. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's um let's get ratings and we'll wrap it up. So, Hugh, you obviously said four and a half out of five. Correct. Stars. That's right. And Tom? Four. I was like, I love it as much as John Wick, even though it's like a movie I've been waiting for forever. Wait, only four, was, though? Like, I was just... That's what I'm comfortable with, I reckon. Like, it, yeah. Okay. That means like the hype. I was hyped for it. It succeeded my hype. I didn't want to go overboard with it and then go back, come back like ten weeks later and be like, "Why did I give it like five stars?" That's Your retrospective. I'm, yeah, I'm like comfortable with four. I'm giving it four off the bat. It's kind of what I felt like with Force Awakens, and then I watched Sicario, and I was like, "Why? What have I done?" Yeah. Um, because Sicario was that good. But okay, cool. Nice. I'd probably give I, I my I think I messaged you my rating. I think it's like three out of five. The first twenty minutes really turned me off, but yeah, I'm I'm genuinely glad that um, excuse me the uh, the movie was not as bad. Like I had my reservations, but I'm glad that they 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 limited themselves and they didn't go overboard. And it wasn't like watching a Call of Duty thirteen year old gamer Call of Duty shit. Um, just with shitty jokes. Like, it, it, it actually functioned really well. And yeah, I really do loads. like Ryan Reynolds as as the character. So I'm glad that he embodied that as well. And the whole cast kind of enjoyed themselves, I think. Mm. Um, which is the most important thing. So, all right. We're going to wrap it up for there. We, uh, I think, what, what are we doing for next episode? Uh, we got uh, Ride Along 2, probably. Actually, Ride Along 2 or 13 Hours or Hail Caesar, if we can get those. Those are three for the next I don't know, Fortnite, whenever we can see him. Um, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can get us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash definitely not popcorn. Um, we're updating that as we go along um, with cool stuff and all that fun stuff. Um, you can also get the episodes at artgallaryfunknight.com on iTunes. Give us a give us a rating. Give us a subscription. It doesn't matter. Just, all, just listen. Thank you so much for listening as usual, guys. Um, We've got uh, the Temple of TV episodes coming out with uh, X-Files and some other fun stuff coming out this week as well. So there's plenty of stuff to listen to. Um, But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you in two weeks. See ya.